Well, good morning and welcome to Winners Win Live. I am Christopher Coakley, president of Surge 365. And I just want to spend a little time with you this morning on some tips that I think will help you explode your business. But first, let me say um, congratulations to all of you who completed the M365 certification training uh, we had this past Saturday. It was an incredible day of training and information done by our directors who all did a phenomenal phenomenal job sharing with everyone the business opportunity that you have before you and how you can maximize its potential. And uh, and I know each and every person got their money's worth because the first one was free. Um, and, and also it was an opportunity for us to test it out and, and, uh, and, and see how it's going to go. And I think we learned a lot. We're going to make quite a few tweaks. We're going to add some extra breaks. We're going to you know, outline the timing. We, I mean, it's just going to keep getting better and better. And guys, this isn't just about you. Just like Winners Win isn't just about you. It's about the tools you can use to build your business, to make sure you have a team that's all learning what's necessary to win, that are all learning how to explain this business, that are all learning what this business entails. So, some of you have went this past week, and now you want to make sure that everyone on your team goes to the next uh, Empower 365, and you want to make sure that they get everyone on their teams to go, and you want to make sure everyone who joins your business goes to one of those trainings and uses that training to educate themselves. Let, let me tell you something. There's only two reasons people don't join us. And there's only two reasons people don't succeed. And they're the same two reasons. They either don't understand what this business is about or they don't believe it. They don't believe it's possible. It, it's too good to be true to them. They don't believe there's a place that they could go and, and change their life and create a legacy for them. They, they just, they can't wrap their brains around it. And you solve both of those two problems one way, time. The more time a person spends in our system, the more they start to understand and the more they start to believe. Now, how do they spend that time? Everything from their first presentation, they're probably gonna put in 30 minutes to their first online training, an all-day training like that, which is five hours, a 30-minute training like this on Winners Win, and the more time they put in, the more understanding and belief they acquire. That's it, guys. That's it. Two problems, understand, belief. One solution, time, your job, rally, your people to everything so that they get as much time in the system as fast as possible. There it is. That's the magic. And so that's what we got to be focused on, guys. None of the other details. You don't have to focus on content. It's done for you. The videos are done for you. The trainings are done for you. All you've got to do is get people there. That's the key to making it all happen. So I'm going to go through five of these 10 
points that I think are successful this week. And then the following training, I'll do the other five. Uh, and that way you'll get a chance to digest and implement some of these things. So what I'm going to talk to you about today is 10 principles of success from the perspective of leadership, because, I, you know, I don't know if you're starting to get that point about me, but uh, but leadership is is really what I focus on. And the reason why, guys, is because I believe anybody can make money. Anybody can learn how to sell. But those who put in the time and effort and energy into constantly working on themselves to become a better leader are the ones who make the big money. The, the people who can look past what you can monetize and quantify to have faith in how important leadership is are the ones who get the big rewards. And if you look at anything that's truly successful, I'll show you a leader at work. It, it, it just requires leadership. And, uh, and so I spend a lot of my time on that because I think everybody spends time on the other thing. There's constantly people talking about how to get a bonus and how to get a paycheck and, and how to recruit. And, but leadership is that, that one thing. And you, and you can't fake it. You, you got to be committed to it. You got to learn it. And it pays 100% of the time. So 10 principles of success, let's, let's get to them. Number one, our number one priority if we wanna be successful in the people business is we gotta prepare for that success. And that means your first responsibility in preparation is to become someone people would want to follow. See, you can't jump into a business about building a network of people and not examine, are you the type of person that people would follow. Why would I become a part of your network? What do you offer that I can't get anywhere else? So that may not be something you can answer from the moment you walk in. When I first started in this industry, a 19-year-old kid in between my junior and senior year of college, I can't honestly say I had much to offer an adult at that point. I had no work experience. I, I was still in college. There was nothing about my resume that stood out. But I began to learn how to be a leader. What did I learn first? I learned that to be a leader, I needed to be committed. So I was determined I was going to be the most committed person. I, I, I was going to be competitive. See, I, I knew most people shy away from that. And so I was going to be absolutely over-the-top competitive, and I was going to be excited. See, these were three things I could change right away about myself that, believe it or not, made me stand out more than everybody else around me almost immediately. See, most people in life aren't committed to anything. They're at work trying to figure out how to hurry up and make their eight hours go by and do as little work as they possibly can, and their boss is trying to figure out how to get as much work out of them and pay them as little as they possibly can. There's no commitment. Commitment is an issue in this country. It's the reason the marriage rate is so low. So being a committed person, a person that believes and stands for something, separates you from most people immediately. And it's just a decision. You got to be competitive. See, I don't care what the contest is. 
My job as a leader is to win it. See, some of you actually sit down and analyze whether you want to win it or not based on what's the prize. You missed it. See, just that fast, you missed it because once again, you started thinking about you. Leadership is never about you. It's about those following you. So the minute you start analyzing what you want and don't want, you miss it. I need to teach people if they want to win at a high level and become financially free, how to be competitive. And how do I teach them? By example. And what example am I going to share with them? I'm going to be competitive. I don't care if it's for a t-shirt, a hat, a medal, a lapel pin, a vacation, a trip. Uh, I don't care what it is. If the company thought enough to create the contest, if my upline thought enough to create the contest, then I'm going to give it everything I got to win. These are characteristics I want to duplicate. Therefore, I must be them first. Would you want a team full of committed people or uncommitted? Would you want a team full of competitive people or eh, not so competitive people? The third one is to be excited. Guys, most people are not excited every day in life. And it's not easy to be excited all the time. But if you could be excited and people duplicate that, wouldn't you surround yourself with an awesome group of people that are excited all the time, that are focused on the positive? Those are three things you can change right now. Number two, you got to never show fear hurt, or doubt. See, I didn't say you can't be afraid. I didn't say you can't be hurt. I can't say you can't have doubts. I said never show it. See, if something scares you about success, go to your upline and get it figured out. If you're hurt by something that happens, either done by your upline or your sideline or even someone in your downline. Go to your upline and work it out. If you've got doubt about whether something works or not or, or the way you should do something or not, don't show that to your sideline or your downline. Go to your upline so they can give you the answer to wipe away the fear and the hurt and the doubt. See, I'm not saying you can't have them. I'm saying you don't show them to your sideline partners or your downline partners. Because what you then do is create a fear in someone that may not have had one. You create a doubt in someone that may not have had one. You may hurt someone who wasn't hurt. And now you've jeopardized their chances of succeeding because, again, of your own feelings. So guys, you got to become great at never showing fear, hurt, or doubt. If somebody says something about this company, they better be ready to fight. But if I'm not sure if what they're saying is true, when I'm done fighting, then I'm going to go talk to my upline and find out and make sure I was fighting for a good reason. I know that sounds crazy to most of you, but I'd rather fight first, get the answer later, than to say to them, for real? Because as soon as you do that, when somebody brings up a doubt or negativity and your response is for real, 
it's over. That person you just killed. See, if I'm lost in a, in a jungle and I got two leaders, one that says we're going this way and one that says, I'm not sure which way we're going. I'm going with the one that said definitively we're going that way, even though they may be wrong, because I'd rather find someone committed. I'd rather find someone who can make decisions without fear. I'd rather find someone operating without doubt than to follow someone in the middle of it all. Number three, see these three things is things you can implement today that'll make a huge difference in your leadership. Dress sharp, walk fast, talk loud, smile, sound simple, tough for most people to do. Let's start with the first one, dress sharp. What do I think dress sharp is? For a new person, for a guy, it's a tie or a jacket or both. Doesn't have to be both, but I think if you're not gonna wear a jacket, you should wear a tie. If you're not gonna wear a tie, you should wear a jacket. The only thing that replaces that is if it's company attire. If you're wearing one of our jackets, then that works. Women, you've got it so much better. You can pretty much wear anything you want conservatively. And you look sharp. But guys, this is a business. So you got to be sharp. When you go out, be sharp. Sometimes sharp just means be clean without wrinkles. Because it's tough to recruit someone to an opportunity to make money if you look broke. I'm just being honest. Now, I don't mean you got to look like you got a million bucks or a bunch of jewelry or any of that, but at least be clean. Well, Chris, I'm not always clean when I'm working. I work with my hands. I'm in construction. Then that's fine. Just don't recruit while you have on your work clothes. Go home, take a shower, do your hair, put on a nice shirt, put a jacket, and then go recruit. But don't be painting your, your house run to Home Depot with paint all over you and decide, well, while I'm here, let me recruit everybody in Home Depot. No, you're not sharp. You're painting. Go in Home Depot, get your paint, get out and go back home. Walk fast. Guys, people want to follow somebody who's going somewhere. If you're moving too slow, that means you really have no place you need to be with a purpose. Talk loud. Why? Because everybody's listening anyway. And sometimes the person you're talking to isn't the person who really needs the message that you're saying. But when you talk loud, the person who needs to hear you will hear you. I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with someone in public. And when we were and when we were done, someone else walked up and said, I've heard your conversation. Could you tell me a little bit more about it? The last one sounds easy, but probably is the hardest. Smile. See guys, it's easier to frown than it is to smile. 
And to smile, you must consciously make yourself do it. See, I'm one of those people. I don't typically smile. I have to remind myself and make myself smile. I normally look intense or in thought or and uh, and people go, what's wrong with you? And as soon as someone says what's wrong with you, I already know, darn it, I dropped my smile. I dropped my smile. See, if you got people always asking you, are you okay? What's wrong with you? You drop your smile. And that's where their concern comes from. Nobody's concerned about a smiling person. The only thing they may ask you is what you're smiling about. And that's a perfect opportunity for you to say, funny you should ask. My company's expanding, looking for people. You know anybody might be interested. See, I don't mind them asking me a positive, but when they get that look on their face and go, what's wrong with you? You okay? I blew it, I dropped my smile. Number two, as a, to be a great leader. Again, something you can implement immediately. You got to have a game plan that benefits others and talk about it. A game plan that benefits others and talk about it. See, when people hear you talk about goals, they should see themselves in your goal. I'll give you an example. If I'm talking about how I'm going to get promoted to director, how does someone else see themselves in that goal? But if I'm talking about, I'm going to help three people get promoted to director over the next 60 days, everyone in my team going, me, I'm going to be one of those three. Sign me up. I'm in. Help me. Don't help them. Help me. But see, now people are seeing themselves in that goal that I'm talking about, as opposed to me talking about me. Nobody sees themselves in my goal. Nobody's going to go, well, that sounds great. We're going to go help him. People don't come here to work for you. They come here to win for them and their families. So you got to have goals that benefits them. And that's what you got to be talking about. Now, you already know if you help three people become a director, you will automatically become a director. Automatic. It, it goes without saying three people goes without saying so that's why you got to always put our people before ourselves always put your people first help others make money and you'll make money because we override everything they do it's built into the system so you don't have to worry about it all you got to do is put a hundred percent of your energy into helping people you got to be a visionary and you got to set big goals. Big goals for you and for your people. But the one you talk about is the one that includes who? Your people. You got to plan to do the work. See, here's the mentality of somebody who wants to be huge in this business. This business is a 24-hour seven-day-a-week mental commitment. I always say the key to winning, 90% of the key to winning, is that space between your two ears. It's the way you think. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mental commitment. 
but it's only a three to six hour a day physical commitment. So you can do it part-time after your full-time job at night or on the weekends and still have time for other things that are important to you. See, 24-hour a day mental, three to six-hour a day physical. You do that for three to five years, I promise you'll be financially independent. But most people either can't stay focused mentally, don't put in the physical three to six, or don't stay for three to five years. Most people don't do any one of the three, and some do one out of the three, but a very small percentage do three out of three. But the ones who do will win and win big. You gotta decide, is that what you're here for? Takes 250 people balanced in our team to be a director. So if I help three people become a director, that means that I've got 650 people balanced. Right? Is that six? That's 750 people balanced. See, so if I help three people, I got 750. That means that not only am I a 250 director, but I'm also a 500 level two director with a car. So do I need to, do I need to even say that? I just need to find three people that want to become directors. See, from the moment people join, I'm looking for directors. I'm sharing with them, takes 250. How fast are we going to get to your 250? And along the way, you're going to earn multiple $1,000 bonuses and $10,000 bonuses. But the goal is director. That's where the game starts. And one of the key things you've got to do to become a director is you can't miss anything. Can't miss any meetings, any business briefings, any conventions, whether they're in person or online any conference calls, you can't miss anything. Oh, Chris, that's tough. I don't know if I can make it there. Well, your game plan, your intention should be not to miss anything. Because you have people that need to be there and you never know which meeting, which briefing, which conference call, which training, is where you're gonna hear that nugget that makes the light go off in your head. Aha, I got it. I now understand and totally believe. See, you don't know where the information is gonna come from during your putting time in that's gonna make the light go off and go, aha. And not only do you not know for you, you don't know for each of the people following you when that moment's gonna happen for them. Aha, I got it. I understand now. I believe now. And so you've got to go and rally people to everything to give them a chance to have that moment. Aha! If you pick and choose what you'll participate in, your people will pick and choose what they participate in, which will mean they will put in less time than they could and take longer to understand and believe. 
Guys, this isn't rocket science. It's leadership. Number four, you got to have a merger. See, you got to sell the direction of your upline. Your upline is your lifeline. People don't follow you. They don't follow us. They follow the direction we're going in. And so people need to see who you're following. But if you're bickering and battling or fighting your director, and so people don't know if you're following your director or, or some other director or confused between four or five directors, whether you're following the company or not following the company or doing your own thing, what you give to your upline, your downline will give to you. You do your own thing, each of your people will do their own thing. How do you get congruency if everybody's doing their own thing? If you're not following anyone, then they're not going to follow you. Because if you don't need to follow anyone, they don't need to follow anyone. See, what you are to your upline is what your downline will be to you. Now, I didn't say anywhere in there you have to like them, love them, be their best friend, go over their house all the time. But I said, you got to have a business merger. And you got to make sure that if they're going in the right direction, then you sell the direction they're going in and follow. Because that's the only way your people are going to get in line and follow you. Every successful everything has leadership that people follow, like it or not. In the military, it doesn't matter whether you like your drill sergeant or not, you got to follow. doesn't matter if you like the lieutenant or the captain or the colonel, you got to follow. The only way to get congruency is people having the ability to follow. And how do they get it? Because that person's following someone. And then that lieutenant and that captain and that general, and that are all following someone. All the way up to the president, they're following. Uh, you got to hear me on this. There have been people who've made good money that could have made great money. But they wanted to be leaders but they had no ability to follow. They wanted to be in charge, but they never allowed anyone to mentor them. Well, you Hopefully they, you'll get to a point someday where the buck stops with you. But it isn't why you're building a business in a company like this. Number five is going to appear so simple and basic that it appears ridiculous, but because it appears ridiculous is why most people don't do it and why most people don't succeed. You have got to master the people handling skills. We are, I said this 
in our Empower Me 365 training, I'll say it again to you guys. Our business has two parts. The first part is travel. And we've got many different travel products and many different ways you can make money in travel. The second part is people, building a network. That's what allows you to multiply your income 10 and 20 fold and become a multimillionaire and build a legacy for your children's children. So you've got to learn travel because that's the first part. But then you've got to learn people because that's the second part and the biggest part to becoming financially free. Now you could not do the second part and just make money and travel. And there are people who make thousands of dollars, even hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel. And if you're okay with that and you're willing to stop there, then you can just focus on that and never get great working with people. But if you want to make millions, there's no way around the fact that you got to become great with people. Here's the basics. Here's where that greatness starts. I know that's going to appear ridiculous, but it's the reason most of you don't pay attention to it. Most of you don't do it, and most of you won't win if you don't. First thing is make people feel good. Always look for the good in people. You got to imagine that everybody around you has a flashing neon sign on their forehead that says, make me feel good. So before you open your mouth to that person, you better read that sign. And whatever come out of your mouth, it better make that person feel good. Because that's what they're looking for. You know what I've always found? Is people will live up to your expectation. If you look for the good in people, it's the good that they'll show you. You know, I've had a pretty blessed life, very few incidents, uh, not many fights or any of that. And when I think about why, I think it's because I've tried to practice looking for the good in people. And as a result, most people give me the good. Those same people, I hear other people talking about how they got in a fight with or had a disagreement with or had an argument with. I can count on one hand how many of those I've had. Because most of the time, if you're looking for the good in people, it's the good that they'll give you. Always make sure our people come out on top. Guys, if there's ever a scenario or situation where the choice is between you losing or your people losing, you got to take that loss. Now, we should be striving for win-win scenarios all the time. Scenarios where the company win, you win, and your people win. That's the perfect home run hit. But there are going to be times. There's going to be times when you got a decision to make. There'll be a time when you'll go out to eat with all of your people, and somebody in that group won't have money. But they won't tell you because it's too embarrassing. And when the time comes for the check, it's going to be short. 
because the people who have money will put their share in and there's going to be somebody who didn't have it to put in. And at that point as a leader, you're going to have to make a decision. I can go around the room one by one and find the person who don't have the money and embarrass them. Or I can eat that extra $10, $20 and let them go. Now, I'm not telling you to spend all your money paying everybody's way, and but I'm telling you when you end up in a scenario, which sometimes you will, you got to always put your people first. You got to always make sure they come out on top. You don't ever want to embarrass. You don't ever want. Now, hopefully this will never happen, but I've been in this industry for years. I've had it happen a few dozen times. They want to go. They want to hang out after the meeting. They really don't have the money. They probably didn't order a lot, but they didn't want everybody to look around and everybody had something in front of them. And so everybody would know they must not have money. But when that check comes at the end, you got a decision to make. Do you hunt them down and embarrass them? Or do you eat that 10 or 20 bucks? I've seen leaders do both, and I cringe when they don't make the right call. That's just one of many examples. You hear the story about Juliet St. John and coming to a meeting and not and sleeping in her car. And you hear that that Scott got her a room and coach gave her a hundred dollars. Neither one of them knew her. All they knew was she was there to be part of their team. And there was no way they were going to be able to sleep comfortably in their room if they didn't make sure she at least had a bed to sleep in. Am I saying pay for all your people to have rooms? No. But I'm saying when a scenario hits you where you got to make a decision, make sure your people come out on top. Juliet has paid back those gestures 20-fold and what she has become to their company. You got to build personal relationships. This is in corporate America, where they teach you not to build personal relationships because you may have to fire somebody one day. This is the opposite. You're building a business. In most cases, if your people become successful, they will be a part of your life for the rest of your life. It's so amazing now that so many of us have been together for so many years that we know each other's children and we've watched them grow up from babies to teenagers and now some of them are adults and we've been in their lives the whole time. How do you spend 15 years with someone and not get to know them and not build a relationship and not care about them and their family? I, I don't even know how that's possible. But corporate America teaches you that's what you have to do. Because no matter how long they've been around, one day you may have to fire them. Well, that's not the case here. One day people may decide to leave just like every one of your children will grow up and leave one day. 
but we don't fire them. To get fired here, you really got to do something bad. And even then, it's tough to get fired. So take the risk, guys. Put your heart on your sleeve and build some relationships. Will people disappoint you, hurt you, quit? Sure they will. But if you do this right, enough will stay for you to be successful. Enough will stay for you to build a team. Enough will stay for you to have some great friends and some beautiful relationships. Enough will stay for you to create some memories that you can sit around and talk about one day. But no pain, no gain, no risk, no glory. Get out there and make some personal relationships. Get to know people as they join. Don't just talk business all the time. Ask them about their goals, their dreams, their children's goals and dreams. What do they want to be when they grow up? I try hard to be good at remembering names. I'm great at faces, but I'm even better at dreams. I could not remember a person's name, but I can remember what they told me they wanted to be. I can remember what they told me their goals were. I can remember what they told me they want out of life faster than I can remember their name. And you would think the name's two words, and what you just said is usually whole sentences and paragraphs. But for some reason, those things stick with me. Five basic steps of communication. I'll wrap up with this and we'll do the second part next time. Gonna appear ridiculous. So most people don't focus on it. That's why most people don't communicate effectively. And one of the most important parts of leadership is communication. I cannot follow you if I cannot understand or relate to you. First one is eyeball to eyeball contact. Your eyes are the window to the soul. If you won't look in them, you'll never look into someone's soul and see what they truly want. And they'll never look in yours and see if you're honest and mean what you say and say what you mean. And if you don't make those couple of connections, you typically don't make any connections at all. Listen twice as much as you talk. If you listen, people will tell you the answer for you to help them. They'll tell you what you need to say to recruit them. They'll tell you exactly what they want to get out of this business. They'll tell you what their fears are, what their concerns are, what their hurts and doubts are. They'll tell you what their experience have been. If you listen, people will give you all the ammo you need to help them become successful. But if you're always talking about what you think it takes to be successful, what you think people should need, what you think people should want, what you want, what you believe, you'll never hear those answers. Ask questions people know the answer to. If you're going to engage people in conversation, don't engage people to prove you're smarter than them. Don't engage people to embarrass them. Engage people to get them involved. And you do that with questions they know the answer to. 
And when you ask the question, wait for the answer. You'll be amazed at how many times people walk up to me all over the world and they ask me a question and then they keep talking. And then they eventually will answer their own question. And then some of them will actually say, I guess I answered my own question. <laughs> and then walk off. <laughs> and I let them and I walk off thinking, maybe you did, but that wasn't the answer I would have gave you, which I think would have helped you a little more. But you never waited to hear it. See, guys, don't just get at asking questions. Be good at waiting for the answer. Listen. And answer all questions with another question. What do you mean, Chris? I mean, make sure you get to the heart of what someone really wants to know before you start blurting out answers. See, if somebody says, Chris, is this a pyramid? I'm going to say, why do you like pyramids? Why? Because I want to know whether they're looking for a yes or whether they're looking for a no. If they say, no, I hate pyramids, then I'm going to go, well, then this, this definitely is a pyramid. Because, of course, pyramids are illegal. And I'm going to give them the, the answer. But what if they go, yeah, I love pyramids, man. I really believe you could make a lot of money. And I'm going to go, well, this is not an illegal pyramid, but it is structured as something multi And I'm going to give them the answer that makes them feel good about See, if you don't ask a question after every question, how do you know exactly how to answer it? Do I have to do this full time? Why, would you like to do it full time? No, I, I love my job. I want to be able to just stay part time forever. Well, great. You actually can do that. If I don't ask the question, how do I know what answer to truly give? Some of you answer the first question people ask, and then you answer it wrong based on what you think they want to hear. And it turns out what you think they want to hear isn't what they really want to hear at all. These are just some basic foundations to true leadership. Ten principles of success. You've got the first five. Implement them right away. I'll see you at the next one is when for the second five to total ten. Talk to you next time. 